This conversation from the Augusta Golf Show is brought to you by Gerald Jones Audi, online at AugustaAudi.com. Well, Peter Kessler is a golf historian. You are familiar with the work he did on Golf Channel and on Sirius XM on the PGA Tour Network. And uh, he keeps posting a ton of great video on his website, PeterKessler.com. Just last week, uh, Peter, a conversation Peter had years ago with Peter Alice, Dave Marr, and the late Jack Whitaker. It is a pleasure to welcome Peter Kessler back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hi, Peter. Hello, John. I am so delighted to be with you and uh, been enjoying all of your little social media posts and things. You're pretty uh, eclectic in that way, and it's a lot of fun, and it's always obviously great to, to talk to you like this. I appreciate it. We just try to keep them guessing. That's all. That's all we do. Um, you do. Okay. At this point in his career, with what, with with the wins that Rory has accumulated, where is he? How is he? Uh, a couple. He's got a, his majors, his his two FedEx Cups, his Players Championship. Where is he in this career? And 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 is he ahead of where you thought he might be? Is he behind where he should be? Well, he's certainly behind, given the start that he had, which made us think he would keep moving forward. I mean, he won four majors from 2010 through 2014, so now we're going to go into the sixth year at the major free, starting in his mid-20s, you know, and going down to the time that he's 31 next season. So, you know, those are a lot of years to give up in your prime and not be closing stuff. I mean, this is when everybody did it. You know, this is when Tiger, you know, you know, was completing his march essentially. But through the second half of his twenties, he was sitting putting points on the board, and Jack Nicklaus was putting points on the board, and Gary and Arnold. And so, to get off to a good start in your early twenties, and then not do any of the same things in your late twenties without any particular reason that we can put our finger on that ought to be it, is quite curious. Now, there's, there's a couple of, there, there's a few things I think in play. First of all, he's one of the best drivers of the golf ball that we've ever seen. He hits it very, very long, and he hits it very, very straight, and he hits most of the fairways when it matters. you got to do it when it matters. But from a hunt from 75 yards to 150, he's certainly the worst player of any good player. He's certainly the worst from 75 to 150 of any better than good player. And he's not any better than numbers 50 to 125 on the money list from 75 to 150 yards. That's why he's not winning. You, you can't be the greatest driver of all time, almost statistically at this point, and leave yourself an average of 90 yards into flags and basically not hit the greens, let alone leaving yourself 12-foot uphill putts. So he's a very, very iffy wedge player. Now, if you extend player to, and add the word scoring to it, with his scoring clubs, which I would then count as 9, 8, and 7, he's a little better than he is with his wedges, but he's terrible with his wedges, and because of the way the game is played today, most good players have wedges into most of the holes. So that's now become the second most important club 
having nothing to do with chipping, having just to do with hitting, you know, little pitches into greens from 30 yards in front on par four. So the last half of his 20s are a disaster. He's not a good putter. He's not a good putter inside 15 feet. He never has the, it looks like he has the right pace. You can't pitch and you can't putt, but you're always pitching from a good place and always putting from a good place. You will have some good results, but you're not going to close major championships doing it that way. And he hasn't won one since 2014. So certainly if you compare them to would you take Brooks from this point forward or Rory from this point forward, I wouldn't even consider Rory. We're talking with Peter Kessler here on the Augusta Golf Show. That's perfect. You lead me into my next question, Peter. So so, so who gets to the career Grand Slam first? Rory needs the Masters. Jordan needs the PGA. And Brooks needs the Masters and the Open Championship. I'll throw him in there. Who gets to the Grand Slam from a career standpoint first? Well, that's an interesting one, you know, because obviously you're purely guessing, you know, what might be. But I would say Brooks because I don't think Jordan's ever going to win anything important ever again, ever again, ever again. And Rory just places so much pressure on himself at the course that ought to be the easiest one for him to win at of all the courses that they play majors on. That's the one that's set up best for Rory's a big high ball, slight draw hitter hitting longer drives at that golf course than anybody's ever hit him in history. And he can't finish up the holes because he can't pitch and putt. And quite frankly, I'm not so sure how good he is under pressure. I, I get a very much of a, I can handle the B events like the FedEx Cup and the players and stuff like that, but I can't really step it up at the Opens and I can't really make it happen at the Masters. And so I think I think Rory's uh, got a very fragile uh, head. I think he has many frailties that bother him on the golf course. I get a sense that his interests outside of golf may not be compartmentalized enough to allow him to focus on golf the way he should be at 30. So like right now, while I'm not a betting man and I don't usually guess on these things, I would say he'll never win the Masters based on what I know this minute. And I would say that Jordan Spieth will never win an important golf tournament again ever. And I would say that based on what I see with Brooks, that by the time he's 35, he'll have 10 major championships. He's going to win one a year for sure. I mean, he's that kind of player. He's, you know, he's, he's starting to play like Tiger Woods in big events. He's starting to play like Jack Nicklaus in big events. We haven't had anybody this century except for Tiger Woods that was super good. And now... We, we, we have a player who could turn out to be. I'm not forgetting BJ with his three majors. I'm not forgetting five, uh, Phil with his five. But if I were to pick, who would I want to be if not Tiger starting in 2000 right through today? I'd say I'll be Brooks. I'll take what he's done and I'll take his next 20 years over the rest of the pack. So you know, if you're doing it that way, I think Brooks's chances are better because if you're going to be a great player, you have to do two things really well. You have to win major championships, but just as important or more so perhaps is you have to be in contention to win them. You don't just pick them off by occasionally being in contention and then you're the winner. I mean, some guys have done that a couple of times. 
But that's not the way you accumulate it. But you don't have to do it like Jack, where you have as many seconds and thirds as you have first. You know, Tiger, you know, when he's in contention, tends to win. When he's just off of contention, he tends not to charge. But he demonstrated that he was always in contention and he could close. That's why he's got 18 major championships and Jack's got 20. So, and I'm including their amateurs, of course. So I would say based on what I see, see from a physical point of view, from a mental point of view, I think Jordan and Bryson could definitely get a two for one at a psychiatric uh, house for 60 days and see if some of that stuff could be worked out. Cause I think those two guys are super in their way. And I think Rory's in his way. It doesn't, Understand. I don't. There, something tells me that Rory doesn't have his finger on his own pulse. Something tells me that for some reason he's not sorting out the seventy-five to one hundred and fifty-yard shots. And you're talking about him being one hundred eightieth, one hundred sixtieth, and one hundred twentieth, and twenty-five to one hundred, one hundred twenty-five, one hundred twenty-five to one hundred. I mean, just three obnoxious numbers. So that ain't going to get it done, especially when everybody else is also hitting wedge which is why the equipment's such a problem because so many guys can hit it so far. The distance is no longer a relative virtue. Distance is just a virtue for its absoluteness. And that doesn't work. You don't want it to be as long as it could possibly go. You want it to be, to go as far as it could possibly go on a relative business based upon the design of the golf course, based upon the way that your competitor hits the ball. So now it's not being based on those things anymore. So nothing is relative. And so as Tiger Woods says, so all you do now is, you hope to have three or four good weeks where you try to hit every drive as hard as you can, and you hope those are the weeks you win. Tiger used to feel and do exactly the opposite. He used to show up every single week and play out the entire season and not do any of that, just hit the ball as far as you can. But that's how much the game has changed since the time of prime, the prime of Tiger. It's not even the same game anymore. That's why people are turning away in droves. Distance is interesting as a relative thing. Nobody else is interesting to watch really other than Brooks, and he's not a fascinating personality. But you get past that now because of his game. I don't care I don't care if he's not a jokester because I like I like his I like his play, I like the way he closes, I like the way he conducts himself. I, you know, to me he's more like, you know, Gary Cooper and High Noon. I'm good with that. We gotta leave it there. He is Peter Kessler. You can find out more and please look at the videos that Peter has posted on his website, Peter Kessler. Dot com. It's always good to catch up with you. Thank you, sir. I love being with you, John. I enjoy uh, the rest of what summer gives us, you and your family. And I look forward to following you on social media. And, of course, I listen to most of your shows. And I'm just delighted to be on again. And thank you, pal.